Hello everybody, this is John Forrester with Out of Character, and I know that I promised you guys last week that we were going to get back to actual play, so I'm sorry first off because this is not going to be an actual play podcast this week. I have one podcast recorded, it is something that I'm holding on to for the moment because it's going to kind of launch the next series of podcasts we recorded to kind of test an idea and see how it worked, so I really don't want to post that until we finish up a couple of the other adventures that were campaigns that we're already doing because then that's one more that we put on the list of things we're running, and that's just too many. So I am sorry if you were, you know, expecting the actual play this week. I'm hoping to put something together over this coming week, so we'll have an actual play for you next week, but there is a chance that the next two weeks are just going to be me kind of doing GM tips or discussions. So if you don't like those, I apologize. Come back in a couple of weeks, and, you know, next week maybe, or the following week, and we will have stuff. Uh, we are going to be doing... Amazing Avengers, we're going to record that next week, and we're going to be recording more Lost City, because we're trying to finish that up as soon as we can, so, you know, keep your eyes peeled for that. Today, I wanted to talk about, and this is going to be a GM tip, I wanted to talk about something that I like to do, which is, and it's something I've actually not done too often, just because it's something that I think is a fun idea, but I've never chosen to pursue it in an actual game, and that is running an undersea campaign. What do I mean by an undersea campaign? Basically, think of anything like, you know, an Atlantis campaign. Like, if you were doing a superhero campaign, the Heroes of Atlantis, or Poseidopolis, or, you know, an Aquaman kind of game, where you have, like, Aquaman, and Aqualad, and Mira, and, uh, or Namor, the Submariner, teaming up with, you know, all the Atlanteans, and... Or you could do something more, uh, fantasy-inspired, uh, you know, do something like, um, mermaids, and sea elves, and that sort of thing have a race down the royal water and that's messing around with all that. You could also go with something that's more technology than fantasy-based. Uh, you know, there are a lot of great shows that do stuff under the water. Like, you could do, um, you could do a campaign of characters playing out a campaign on a submarine. Like, World War II, we're doing the Dresden Files, and all the players are characters who are trapped on a submarine with a vampire or some other never-never creature who is slowly killing off the crew. There's a lot of things you do that. You can do something, if you like Sequest, um, I never watched Sequest, so, you know, if you watch, if you like, I've watched, like, episodes of it, but I don't know the show very well. Sequest was a show, it was kind of like, uh, they had a, a big science lab underwater, and they had, like, a dolphin that could talk to people because it had, like, a, a device attached to it so it could speak, they could, like, interpret the, the, the echolocation, the clicks, as, as English. You do something like that, you know, do... Do what you want to do as far as theme. But I just want to kind of run through a, a couple of ideas I've had for doing that. Because I, I think it's really fun. Because we live on a planet that's mostly water anyway. And yes, there's a lot of nautical theme campaigns. But to me, an undersea campaign is very, very different. First off, a nautical campaign is exactly that. You're on a boat. You're cruising around above the water. You're deal, you know, you're you're still part of that the world of above world. An undersea campaign is like its own world because when you go down into the ocean, like anyone who's into diving or uh, scuba diving or any any of that stuff, when you go like way down deep and you see all these weird things, it's it's very alien. It is almost it is basically like another world, and it's very unique. And I love the idea of that. I love the idea of throwing sentience thinking people into that into that atmosphere because it's it's kind of foreboding and interesting in that way. You know, you don't always have to reach for like Mordor or Middle Earth or something really far flung and distant to find a cool setting for a campaign. It can be something just as simple as this is our world and uh, you have people who we don't all know about. 
So I'm going to run through a couple of ideas. Like, I, I like the idea of just going through, like, uh, Atlantis, because there's a lot of cool things you can do with it. Atlantis is probably, like, the go-to thing for, like, an undersea campaign, because it's something we're all familiar with. Atlantis, you know, the lost city, it sank. Uh, it was purported to have either, like, extraordinarily advanced technology or magic and great treasure, and it was it vanished beneath the waves. And, you know, people have always said, like, oh, you know, there's this lost city somewhere under the ocean. If you look in, like, comic books, you know, uh, you had Aquaman, who is the king of Atlantis, and in, that's from the DC universe. And then from the, from the Marvel universe, you have the Submariner, who is the king of Atlantis as well. So it's a pretty common theme in comic books. Atlantis is something that gets brought in a lot because it's most cultures have some myth of a lost city that sank beneath the waves that's kind of like spread because uh, I believe I think the writings of that were like in Greek or Roman you know a lot of their culture spread to other places because they were so prolific in just how many other groups they interacted with I like the idea of Atlantis or or just any undersea city just because it introduces a couple of things. There's a lot of, like, political intrigue. Like, how would a culture that exists in the ocean interact with the surface world or with each other? We, we're not very nice to the ocean. Um, it's not a good place. We have a lot of overfishing. There's, you know, massive pollution. People dumping toxic waste, garbage, and uh, trench. You know, guys, people, uh, they have the, the fishing boats that drag the chains that just destroy everything. Like, you know, all these coral reefs. Pretty awful. Like, I mean, if... if I, I think if there was, like, a race of people that lived in the skies over the land, and they did the stuff to the land that we do to the ocean, they'd probably, we, we'd probably, like, be building airships, Da Vincian airships, to go up there and kick their butts. It's definitely, a, that, I, I, I think that's a fun idea that can definitely be explored in a campaign, just like you have, uh, you know, groups that want to start war with the surface, which is really common, which, which happens a lot. There's always one group or another underwater who's like, we should, we should take the surface dwellers down. The ocean should be for the, for Atlantis. Also, just like fishing rights and mineral rights and things. Like if if you have a a body that's recognized by other governments, how are they going to you know like where's Atlantis's territory in? Do they have I'm the king of the seas? Political intrigue is something you can bring into it definitely, and, and to just toy with it. It's it's one aspect of of what you can explore. Uh, you can also completely like okay, we don't want to deal with Atlantis. We don't want to deal with like political intrigue. We just want to go underwater and have adventures and stuff, and that's fine too. If that's the case, then I would say you know if you want to do something like less superhero-y, you know you don't want to have your Aquaman or your Submariner or Aqualad. If you like Young Justice, I really like that show. Aqualad is pretty cool. He's probably yeah. I, I'm gonna say Aqualad is probably one of my two favorite characters on that show. He was Kaldor was pretty tough. He had these cool magic weapons, like, he had the ability to, like, kinetic control water, because he had magic training, and he had, like, you know, he could make, like, maces and scythes, or just shoot, like, jets of water and stuff, and that was pretty cool. I, I, I like that show. I, I love the idea of doing a group of, um, like, underwater-themed heroes who just, like, they're kind of outcasts, and they all have water-based powers, and they patrol the underwater world, and they fight, like, you know, giant monsters, or, like, uh you know, treasure hunters or stuff who are, like, wrecking up the joint. It's very, like, uh, almost like, it's almost like a, the Scoobies, Scooby-Doo, but I like it. You know, you have, like, a, a character like Lagoon Boy, who, you know, is, like, a fish man, and uh, Aqualad from Young Justice, and, uh, I don't know, pick somebody else, Aquagirl or Mira or any of those characters. There's so many characters who live underwater and have, have powers that would allow them to, to do well under there. 
But you can do something like that if you want to do a superhero game and just have fun with it. It's kind of a one-shot run through a couple of different things. If you want to do like a fantasy game, like you want to get away from superheroes and stuff, you can definitely do that. There's a wealth of books about it. I think that one of the settings that explores that and makes that really accessible is if you look at the Dragonlance series, they have sea elves that are very, very prominent. Most of the fantasy, like Dungeons and Dragons S books, have races that live underwater, like merfolk, and uh, and I I can never remember saying these dudes' names right, but like it's like and sagwings who are the weird. They worship like deep giant demon sharks, and they're horrible. Uh, you know, maybe you you want to do a ra- a group of characters who are all the same race, and they are working to prevent the god of the sea from raising the waters and just flooding the land. Benefit them because they're they would they would be the the most powerful race. They would be the chosen race. But it would destroy everyone, and they're, they they have this motivation to move and help people. Um, but yeah, if you're if you're looking for like an example of of uh, like sea elves, check out any of the Dragonlance books that have them. Um, they did a couple. They they're not fantastic for the most part. Uh, I think that was just mostly because they. I think they didn't know what to do with them once they had them in a lot of the cases. I, I liked one thing because they had like they had scenes where like they don't have prisons for the, they catch some humans who are the the main characters in the one book. I, I can't remember the title, but they had a uh, they didn't have they had like pockets of air in these deep sea caves, and they basically put people in them, just left you there without any ability to leave because you would die. So I'm, I'm sorry to be like kind of ramble, guys, but. Uh, I, I also there, there's cool stuff you can do. Like I love the idea of doing like a, a like a kind of like a pulp actiony thing, like uh, you know Hellboy and stuff like that underwater. I, I always love seeing like guys do like diver suits and they're like fighting like creepy like mer people and stuff like that. It's always interesting to me because I'm just like oh man, there's like all kinds of crazy stuff because you always see they'll find some weird picture of some giant creature and they're like they say underwater to survive the the pressures. At extreme depths, you either have to be immense, very, very tiny, or huge. So, you know, naturally creatures are just very, very big or very, very small. That's the only way they can survive. And they just evolve differently. You know, they don't, they have, some of them have, like, the fluorescence. You know, they uh, have the little lights that come off of them so they can see in the dark and stuff. Or they just don't rely on sight so much. They're blind and they rely on other senses. They've, they've adapted to a, 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 an environment where sight is not useful if not beneficial to them um i i think diver suits are cool like i just love the idea of like god of uh you know like you know you put hellboy in like a uh, scuba suit and you send him down an age safety and he's just like swimming around having a great time and let me see who else okay i don't think they'd send liz liz sending liz down sending liz sherman underwater seems like uh not a good idea send lobster johnson Lester Johnson's going down in a scuba suit, too, because he can. Why not? He's fun. He can do things. Shut up. Oh, they found, like, an old World War II submarine that was full of, like, uh, Nazi sorts, Nazis who were part of this sect that were trying to, like, find some lost relic. Because that's what the Nazis always did in World War II. They were always... But, you know, they're down there, and they found some sea monster or something that they have to fight. It's just fun, you know, because it's creepy. It takes them out. It takes characters out of their element, and it gives characters who... You know, Abe Sapien is awesome because he can, you know, do a lot of things. But in that element, he's probably better to have in a fight than Hellboy just because he's, you know, he can breathe underwater. Hellboy can't. You rip his helmet off. Hellboy can drown. Yeah, Hellboy can drown. It's not Wolverine. I remember there was a, uh, an episode, I think it was in, um, 
the aftermath of Civil War, Wolverine was on, like, the, a blood path, just trying to track down who was responsible for, like... He was trying to track down Nitro, and they found Nitro, and then he was trying to track down the person who was responsible for powering Nitro up. So he somehow got that all tied into uh, Underwater and Namor, and he went down in this special suit that I think Tony Stark made him, that he could, like, pop his claws so he wasn't completely useless. Because, I mean... One of the two ways you always hear, one of the ways people always think Wolverine could potentially die is, is by drowning him. If his brain can't get oxygen, he just you you die. He's gonna die. Um, but they, I think they kind of did away with that. Where like if he comes up again, he'll he'll start breathing. But yeah, I love the I love scuba suits. They're so cool thematically. Like it's just a fun thing to you know kind of. We, were, we did a, I did a while ago a podcast about making your characters feel invulnerable when they have that. But there's also something to be said for giving characters a sense of vulnerability, for taking them out of their element. And for the most part, most people are not adapted to surviving underwater in fantasy, fiction, or otherwise. It happens, you know, there's, there's definitely characters who are, but even, you know, in fantasy books and superhero books and things like that, it's not common. Superman can go underwater and, you know, hold his breath pretty much indefinitely, probably. I mean, depending on who's writing him, he's not, you know, it's not his element. I love the idea of just like uh, like all the all the cool creatures that come into play down there too. You know, you have even you don't even really like go go to the library and check out just a book of like deep sea creatures. You know, you have like all the cool sharks and starfish, giant octopus, whales, just cool things that live in reefs like eels, like creepy, weird creatures. You know, and it's fun. It's fun to play around with them. There, people always like having like giant crabs in campaigns. I don't know what that is. But whenever a giant crab shows up, everyone's like, shit just got real. A giant crab is here to, like, crush you and, like, you know, it's attacking the submarine. I love the idea of doing something with a submarine for a campaign. And I know that's kind of a... It, it, it's probably kind of a cliche, but submarines are cool to me. I, I, I like the idea of... of not, not so much the modern submarines where they have, like, you know, they're all, like, nuclear-powered and they're, you know, crazy advanced and they do all this stuff. I like kind of the old, like, clunky World War II kind of submarines were, were a little more interesting because, you know, you basically, like, stuck a bunch of guys down in a tin can and shoved them out to sea and, like, got some torpedoes, blow some guys up. And, you know, I just love the idea of, like, having, like, characters because you have, like, that stealth thing of, like, you know, you got to be quiet because the, the sonar can pick up sound from inside the submarine. So you could totally do something really fun with that. You know, have characters who, you know, have some kind of, like, diving bell or submarine or something like that, and there's some kind of war going on, and they're trying to hide from one another. It'd be really fun to have a character who's in, like, a D&D-inspired World War II-era game, and the wizard uses, like, magic mouth to make a mouth appear in the other submarine and make some really loud noise so they know where to blow him up or something. But stuff like that's funny to me. It's interesting also because... When you have, like, the, the the threats that are above ground, like, not, like, so much... The, the environmental things are, are, are there, but they're very, very different. Uh, you know, you have, like, um, underwater volcanoes. You have vents of extreme steam, of heat that, like, you know, could, like, boil people in seconds. You know, they'd be just gone. You know, extreme currents and tides. Uh, you know, obviously, we talked about, like, all the weird creatures that live down there. It'd be fun to do something, like, beneath, like, the polar oceans, like, uh, you know, under, like, the North or South Pole, because it's just, like, you don't really hear about it that much, and, I, I mean, I, I know that, like, obviously there's, like, ice, many, 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 many layers of ice, but, you know, way beneath that, there's got, you know, there is water, I believe, and it'd be interesting to do something, like, deep beneath the oceans of the North Pole, 
a secret base was built in during World War One, where the world's greatest minds came together to build Atomo, the world's savior, or whatever. But I like I like the idea of doing it because it's something that you don't you don't see any you, you don't see them people doing them very much, and it's just a fun it's a fun thing to mess around with and try to to put your own spin on. And there's a lot of ways to go about it. Uh, if you wanted to do just a group of scientists who are, you know, they... I've, I've been reading Atomic Robo, the role-playing game today, and um, I'm going to do a, a... I think we're going to do something with that. I'm definitely going to do a podcast just about it because I really like it. But I love the idea of, like, scientists who are studying, you know, just the ocean. Or maybe, like, uh, they're, they're studying, you know, seismic activity in the, you know, beneath the ocean or how to predict tsunamis. There's a lot of interesting things I think you could do. I don't, I don't know. Oceanographers and stuff are probably like rolling their eyes and they want to punch me in the mouth because that's not how you study that thing. But I don't care. You're going to the bottom of the ocean to study stuff. We all saw a sphere. It's not going to end well. Accept it and move on with your life. But um, it'd be, you could do something with like, you know, if you want to do Atomic Robo, we're all like, okay, um, we are going to send you guys to the bottom of the ocean to study and you're in a, a base and there, there's a lot. Of, so we talked about like kind of like fantasy games and Atlantis. You know, and I always it always bugs me because like it's always Atlantis or like some version of Atlantis. It's like you make your. I mean, there's you know the the ocean could be the the the, the positions of the oceans have changed over time. They've risen and fallen. You know, maybe there was like an area that used to be above land, but now it's underwater. That you know the tides rose and it's a lost city. It's not Atlantis. It's you know some other like culture that was banished beneath the ocean. But lots of cool stuff like that. Or, you know, they fell, you know, the, the city collapsed. Uh, it was built on the edge of, you know, the coast. And they an earthquake, it all just fell into the sea. And lots of interesting... There's always lost treasure and stuff. There's always, like, giant gems. That, you know, and, you know, like, uh, tridents and, you know, ancient lost libraries. It's, it's a very... I think that, like, something about, like, the deep sea thing. It, it People are very curious about it. Like, anytime There's something about the ocean. Because, like, if... When I grew up... Uh, I was born in Baltimore. And... When you go, one of the really cool things about Baltimore, if you ever have a chance to go, go to the Inner Harbor um, and go to the aquarium. I love going to the aquarium in Baltimore whenever I was there. We went a couple of times when I was a kid on, like, field trips and stuff. I didn't live in Baltimore. I was born at the Baltimore Hospital and lived out in the sticks. And it was really cool to go there and walk around. But there's this one multi-floor room that it is, the lights are dim. So it's just bright enough that you can see, but it's like kind of unearthly and weird and eerie. And the there's just I, I can't imagine how many gallons and gallons of water must be in this place. But it's just like an entire room of sharks of various species just swimming around this room. So you're like in a stairwell, a a a, a kind of it's not really a stairwell. It's like a a sloping floor that goes down like a spiral staircase like multiple stories and as you're walking down sharks are just swimming around and it's like i visually it's unique i i can't think of anything else that i have experienced that's like that and it's you know it's it's like you're in their environment but you're you're not you know because obviously you're not in the water with them so that's not something we want to experience but it's really cool like if you're thinking about like i want to know what it's like to you know be in an undersea setting and you're in baltimore 
go to the Inner Harbor and check out that. It's very cool. The aquarium itself is cool. Like, they have lots of uh, interesting things. I like aquariums. I always like hearing about, um, you know, cool stuff with aquariums. They, they seem to be more interesting. Zoos are fun, too. Nothing against zoos or aviaries or anything like that. It's also fun because, like, if you do... It gives you, as a GM, it gives you something to kind of... Another way to throw something in the party's path to kind of, like... You know, they have to deal with the extreme pressure... If you go up from, go, if you go down deep into the water, like deep divers and people who like, you know, do deep salvage and things, you have to, you know, have, you have to go through a depressurization process or you get the bends or, or uh, you know, um, I was watching a movie, I don't know how accurate this is, but these guys were in a diving bell and uh, the, uh, the line that was holding that, that was connecting them to their ship was severed and they were dropped. And the one dude had like a, a pocket of air in his that was between his tooth and uh, a, a, a filling, and he went down so quickly that like it expanded, and he was able like you know cut his tooth out, or it was you know because he was just in agony. So you know stuff like that. Like um, pressure is very very you know everywhere. Most people are aware that if you go down deep in the water, the pressure can like crush your crush metal, crush iron, crush any substance you know crush things just. Ah. So there's a, you know, it's kind of a looming threat. Um, it's very, very dark, so you have to deal with that. You know, do they have a source of light? Obviously, not being able to breathe underwater is not good, you know. And, you know, you have the spell of, whether it's a magic spell, a uh, gillyweed, <laughs> um, a bathosphere, a submarine, or, you know, a magic potion that lets you breathe underwater, whatever it is. You know, is there a time limit? How long is it active for? Is it something that someone can just take away from you, like a diving suit? And it's like, well, now you're stuck wherever we put you until we're ready for you to go. Or, you know, give the character who... Give, give the player who made... Like, I want to make, like, a, a gill man, like, from the, the creature from the Black Lagoon, like, Abe Sapien or something. Give them a chance to really be in their element and shine and, you know, for them to, to come in and save the day and be really useful to the rest of the party. They can be still useful to the rest of the party. I, I like underwater characters. I like Aquaman. He's probably my favorite DC comic hero. Yes, I'm, I'm aware. Um, as far as that goes, I would, you know, again, if you really want to look at, like, cool ideas that have been expressed that did stuff with, like, Deep Sea, look at, like, 20,000 Leagues Under the Sea by Jules Verne. Um, Captain Nemo's a really interesting character to bring into something like that because, you know, he had, you know, the Nautilus, that, that awesome submarine that was, like, back... You know, Jules Verne imagined a submarine that was... You know, I think that's fueled the imagination of, you know, many, many children for, for generations. Would I advocate doing, like, a many-year campaign of undersea stuff? No. I, I'd probably do, like, an adventure series, or you could do something, like, an entire campaign that goes on for years. If it works, do it. Awesome. Fantastic. Um, I would definitely think it out, because I would think about, want to think about, like, kind of what, what's going to happen when they get under there, and what are they going to do, are they going to be drawn into the politics of Atlantis, is it, you know, they're trying to protect the ocean, are they uh, being, maybe there's a dimensional rift, and all oceans are connected between the, the planes, and you're going from one ocean to the next, bouncing from planet to planet, world to world, dimension to dimension, and in our dimension, the oceans are very beautiful, and deep, and Unfortunately, there's full of pollution that's spreading to other dimensions, so you have warriors from a, from an aquatic species in another dimension who are invading. Or kaiju. Fight the kaiju under the ocean. Have fun with that. Lots of fun things you can do. I think that's going to be about it for this week. Uh, I hope this, you know, gives you guys some ideas, and I'm sorry for those of you who listened and were like, what the hell is he talking about? Um, I also wanted to do something new on the podcast before we go. 
I am going to, I, I checked the stats on the podcast to see kind of like where people are listening and who, how, you know, if we're getting any new listeners in certain areas, I, partially it's curiosity and partially I like to know where people are. So if there's like a convention or something and I know we have a lot of listeners in this area, I can consider like as time goes on, you know, do I want to make an effort to go to a convention here, you know, versus here, you know, long term, yes, I'd like to meet people who listen to the podcast, that'd be cool. Each podcast, I'm going to kind of give a shout out to the city that's gotten us the most listens recently. So this time it is Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, which that's where I live, for those of you who don't know. So thank you, Pittsburgh. We appreciate it. Uh, If you are a listener in another city, we appreciate you as well. Uh, Hopefully you'll get a, you know, your city will get praise in an upcoming episode so if, you know if you want to hear that happen for sure get more people to listen or listen to more episodes we are at plus 50 episodes now so if you've listened to everything come back and listen to more stuff or go back and listen to some of the old podcasts uh until next time guys i i do as always appreciate you listening we will have more episodes for you soon thanks everybody and play more games have fun bye